Welcome to episode 40 of Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond, a global communication skills training organization. Clarity is kindness. It's so simple, yet so powerful. That's the message from my guest, Dr. K.L. Allen, who is the chancellor of WGU Ohio. K.L. has spent his career in higher education and has seen firsthand the impact communication skills can have on career outcomes. In this episode, we talk about providing clarity, the role preparation plays in listening, and why you should give people their flowers. I hope you enjoy. KL, thank you so much for joining me today. We go way back. I don't even want to say how long it's going to make me feel old, but I am just thoroughly excited for this conversation to talk to you a little bit about communication skills and the role they've played in your career. But before we jump into all of that, why don't you maybe just tell the listeners a little bit about you, your journey, and the great work that you are doing today? Well, Scott, it is a honor and a privilege to be here. As you stated, we go back, we will leave that member a, a, a you know a secret but uh, it, it's it's phenomenal how amazing how things go around um but 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 to get to you you know your question um, I'm currently chancellor of WG Ohio I um I mean it's crazy that this is my 18th coming up on my 19th year in higher ed which is I mean close to half my life and I I started you know <laughs> a while ago as a temporary enrollment counselor at the University of Phoenix um, worked my way up, business development, running um, those departments, veteran affairs, got into operations, been an adjunct instructor. And so I've been around so many aspects of education. And so to be where I'm at now is, is truly a testament to hard work, having a lot of advocates and mentors. And so leading WGU Ohio. And when I first started in May 2020, we were at about 3,100 students uh, we're close to 4,900 students now, um, so so tremendous growth, great organization, and you know just happy to be here to talk about communications and 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 the role that it plays in in, in professional development as well as personal development. Spot on. the The great thing about communication skills is that they hit both sides, personal and professional. And before we go you know, too deep, maybe for the folks that aren't listening that maybe aren't familiar with WGU, you could just kind of give a high level overview. Sure. Western Governors University is a 100% online nonprofit institution. Nationally, we have over 300,000 graduates and over 130,000 students. Again, in the state of Ohio, close to 4,900 students, um, close to 9,000 graduates. We're celebrating our fifth anniversary in Ohio. What separates WGU is that we remove the aspect of seat time. We're focused on mastery of a subject. Once you master that subject, you move forward. We've also ensured that education is accessible and affordable. For those who are interested, feel free to go to our website, www.wgu.edu. Thank you for that, allowing me to, for that plug as well, Scott D'Amico. My pleasure. And thank you for the work that you and the team there are doing to make education affordable and accessible. That's are two components that are very important and need to go hand in hand. Kale, as I think about you, know, just the, the experience that you have, the work that you're doing today, and all the different roles that you mentioned that you've had throughout your career, 
And just knowing you, you know, personally for, for quite some time, communication skills play a big part in that. Yeah, I've always felt that you have really strong communication skills. But when you hear the term that somebody is a great communicator, what is that vision that may come to mind for you? What does that look like for you? The thought that comes to mind authentic, authentically is clarity is kindness. Um, someone that has created a aspect where there's a sender and a receiver. Um, when you think about communication, too often I feel that you try to have two senders and two receivers at the same time. And I think when you think about communication, it has to be clarity. It has to be a path, visionary, connecting individuals. There is a relationship. And at the end of the day, it's, when you think about active listening. Um, I think about individuals that are calm. That's, that's, that's what I think about. If you, if you ask me the question of some of those characteristics of a good communicator, I think about calmness, someone that's in control, someone that you could go to no matter what. And there's a level of comfort. And that when you walk away from that individual, you feel a calmness and know that you're better because of that conversation. I One of the things that you said that really jumps out to me, and it's this idea of clarity is kindness. And if I think about communication, whether it is at home or in the workplace, mm -hmm. that is so true. When you provide very clear expectations, clear information, clear deliverables, what we need to do, goals, objectives, you're talking with your partner at home, whatever it may be, that clarity is kindness. Because when people are operating in an environment where there's a lack of information or a lack of clarity, and I know throughout our careers with as much change as we've been through, we've gone through that and, and had to experience that with wondering and not knowing. So when there's that lack of clarity, it leads to a lot of angst. It leads to stress. People get frustrated. So that clarity is absolutely, absolutely equates to me for kindness. And then this concept of communication being that sender and receiver. You know, the company I work for, Communispond, the name really is communicate and respond, right? So if you have to have those two parts, it needs to be that two-way street. Otherwise, it's just information dissemination. You're just putting information out there. You have no idea what's going to happen to it. But truly, that effective communication is your listening. Ideally, you've done your research beforehand, putting your information out that's going to be relevant to that audience, and then listening for the feedback with both your eyes and your ears from the body language, the nonverbals, the pauses, and what they're saying. So absolutely spot on with that. Indeed. I, I, I like that response as well, because you know that active listening piece is it's you know, you, you asked me a question about, you know, career and kind of like the career progression. And it, to me, it just came from a lot of active listening and, and you have to listen. I mean, we've all been in those meetings where there's a person that has to lead a conversation and is needed, but then you have those people in the room that are quiet. And sometimes it's the one that's quiet in the room is actually paying the most attention. And there was a book of saying, sometimes the quietest one in the room is the smartest one in the room. So it's interesting. I know throughout my career, some of the feedback that I have received was sometimes in meetings, I am too quiet. And people were kind of concerned about, was I checked out? Was I not paying attention? Did I not know what on earth was going on? 
but I, my style is I'm going to listen. I'm going to think about it. I don't need to be the person that's going to be the loudest voice in the room or taking control of the conversation or speaking for the sake of speaking. But hopefully when I say something, it is meaningful, right? So people have, they don't hear from me often, but when I do, I try to make sure that there's something value. I'm adding something to the conversation and not just talking to hear my own voice. Yeah. KL, I would, I would think in the work that you've done in the past and probably especially the work that you're doing now, you hear from a lot of employers and they're looking at the workforce of today, the workforce of tomorrow. As you're, as you're hearing from them or just your experience in your day-to-day -day role, what are some of those key communication skills that you're trying to make sure that you're equipping students with, or maybe you're hearing from employers that these are really important for what we need in our workforce? It's a great question. Um, I'll go back to what I said, active, active listening. Um, also body language and, the, and those are those nonverbals um, because a lot of times uh, if you're upset with something, those nonverbals or those emotions will come out. And so um, I've heard, you know, also of controlling those emotions of having a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset, because sometimes we get so classically conditioned of we've been doing it this way. So we will continue to do it this way. But then when someone comes in and says, hey, let's look at this different. A lot of times our first reaction has been to, oh, no, we're not going to do it that way. And then that communication shuts down of being able to receive. And so that's a lot of the feedback that I've heard is, again, the nonverbals, the facial expression, um, controlling the emotion and active listening is that you cannot truly listen to someone if you are already formulating your thought process to respond. And so that's been a key thing. And when, when you go back to those organizations and employers, they say the ones who are listening and able to communicate and create clarity are usually the ones who are advancing or having success in their career in life. One of the, the best things about what you just said there is that all of those things are teachable. These are all skills that can be learned, which is great for somebody out there that may be listening to this and be like, oh gosh, I, I, I'm not good at any of those things. They're all things that can easily be learned. You know, if you think of this idea of active listening, we hear a lot about listen to understand, not to respond. One of the best ways to be able to do that is to prepare. So for all of these conversations, my goal is that when you're talking, I am just 100% locked in on what you're saying. I'm not thinking about my next question. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to respond to you. I'm just truly listening. And then I'll take a beat, take a couple seconds, let it process. And then something will come to mind if here's what I need to say. And I've already prepared a number of questions to ask. So I'm not worried about that. So I think if you do the preparation on the on the front end of really doing your homework, preparing some questions, listening, being okay with silence and taking a pause for a few seconds to really process. And then the second component is creating an environment where you can listen effectively. If I was doing this and I had not shut down my outlook and I had not powered off my phone, it would just be ding, 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 email, text message, phone call, voicemail, I am. There's no way that I could focus because I'd be worrying about what on earth is going on at work. But 
shut all those down, door to the office is closed, family knows I have this going on, so I can focus. So these are, like I said, 100% skills that can be taught. And then the other component of it is self-awareness. Yes. It's to be able to control your emotions. You need to be aware of them and how people are responding to you, watching the body language, listening to their tone, seeing, seeing changes. So absolutely, all things that can be taught and the same things that we hear from employers that are important. KL, as you think about your career mm-hmm. and the success that you've had and the, the path that you've you've led, if you had to point it back to say maybe one or two key communication skills that have really helped you, we've talked about a few things already, but if you said, you know, this, I can really trace it back to me doing this that has helped me continue to grow throughout my career, what would you say that would be? Try to put my myself in other the other person's shoes. It's when we talk about clarity and is kindness. You know, I, I learned that phrase here probably in the last couple of years. But when I take that back, I mean, we've all had individuals on our team that when we were maybe a new leader, whatever it was, that like, man, how do I give them that that critical feedback? And I had the process myself for me to be better. I have to be critiqued, but I also have to provide clear feedback. And so um, that that was one. Uh, I think another one's being very diplomatic to understand both sides of things. Um, I, I'll give an example is that we are sometimes so quick to react before we have all of the information. Um, think about if it's the holiday season and we're at the local mall. And we, we've been circling around like a shark in the parking lot, trying to find that park. <laughs> and we see that prime one open up. We're about to turn in and someone cuts us off and takes it. And we're like, ah! <laughs> and then they get out and say, uh, I apologize. My wife is going into labor. I have to run in here. All of a sudden now it's okay. But we can't necessarily assume. And so for me, that's been my thing of not assuming, not taking things personal. And again, like, like I've said consistently, it's to truly relax and put myself in the other person's shoes of how I would like to receive that. Because not many people, if anyone wakes up in the morning and says, hey, guess what? I want to suck today. I want to suck in life. I want to suck in my job. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us to be able to be utilized as a vessel to communicate well. For instance, you know, another example, going into the office, when we all went into the office on a daily basis and you would ask them like, hey, how are you doing? We already felt they were gonna say, I'm good, I'm okay. So what I used to start doing was when someone asked me, how are you doing? I would say, I'm horrible. And you would hear him say, that's good to hear, (laughs) It's because, or the same thing if I'm at a restaurant, the waiter, waitress, or manager would come over. How was your meal today, sir? I was like, it's the worst meal I've ever had in my life. And they would say, I'm glad you enjoyed. Hold up. Wait a minute. What just happened? And so to me, it's truly pausing, putting yourself in other people's shoes and creating that clarity and not being so presumptuous on what someone is going to say. There's a an expression, something along the lines of everyone's fighting a battle you have no idea about. Indeed. So be kind. 
Indeed. That person that ran into the parking space or the person that you're talking to at work that maybe was short with you, whatever it may be. I love what you said about putting yourself in that other person's position or under other person's perspective, which is so important for communication is to understand your audience. And oftentimes when we talk about that, people think audience of I'm up at a podium, giving a big speech to hundreds of people, your audience can simply be your kid. It could be your spouse. It could be somebody across the desk and a one-on-one, -on -one, a client, whatever it is, you want to put yourself in their position. If you're in a sales position and you're selling a product or service, the person on the other side of that deal could be putting their job on the line by purchasing with you. If it doesn't go well, their career could be over. They could get fired, whatever it may be. It could completely impact their career trajectory. So really understanding that other person's perspective can help you communicate most effectively with them. KL, like me, I'm sure you have had a number of great mentors and leaders throughout your career, which is always uh, one of the nice perks of working for a large organization is you get exposed to so many talented people, great leaders, more often than not, people that are willing to invest in you and to help you grow. You know, if you have to think about somebody from throughout your life or your professional journey that has really influenced your communication style, now, you've taken something from them and made it your own. You, who, who was that somebody that really influenced your communication style and what did you take from them? We're going to start with my parents first, because if they listen to this and I don't mention them, they <laughs> would um, probably not be too excited. So I would say, of course, of course, my parents, my father has been very, always been very diplomatic. My mom has always been a straight shooter. When I look at my professional career, I'm actually going to go to someone that we both know. And um, Anthony Jackson, um, Anthony, man, I, I would say he is responsible for a great part of my success and um, of having to navigate, having to communicate, um, having to have difficult conversations and realizing, you know, one, one of the things I took from Anthony is that a difficult conversation does not mean that you have to walk away not in alignment, that a difficult conversation is actually created and the purpose of it is to get you in alignment whether that's a career conversation, whether that's a personal conversation, anytime there's a difficult conversation, the objective should be, how do we leave this in alignment? Because there's something that I am missing or something that you are missing, and I care enough for us to be in alignment. And that's what I feel has helped me so often. I had a situation here at, at WGU where I felt that someone kind of went around me and didn't let me have the opportunity to deal with the situation. And I realized the best way, and I'm a big believer in being very transparent of to handle that situation as opposed to allow it to stew, allow it to fester, allow it to mess up the relationship. And once I had that conversation, me and this individual are in so much alignment that has helped our relationship based upon what we sometimes perceive as a difficult conversation. And so Anthony has played a tremendous role in, in my growth as a, a person, as well as in, in my higher ed career. So those are the things that I take. And I always like to give people that flowers while, while they're here to receive those flowers as well. 
I like that. Give people the flowers while they're here to receive them. I think oftentimes people wait too long and they miss the opportunity to tell somebody the impact that they have, what they really meant to them. And Anthony was my very first sales leader I ever had. He took a chance on me coming out of a teaching background to move into a sales and business development role. I worked, worked with him for a number of years. And one of the things that I took from Anthony that has really... It took, took me a lot to get there, even throughout my career beyond working with him was I always felt that he cared about me as a person. And it wasn't just about the job or about the numbers. He wanted to know about my wife and the kids and the importance of me going back to school and getting my master's degree. And you know, always still, every time we talk, asking about the family. And when I first moved into a people leadership position, that was a, still a challenge for me. I felt I was very, you know, business numbers, let's go. And I didn't kind of get as much into the, the outside of it that always wasn't just natural for me, but in just continuing to talk with him and work with him, I saw the benefits of really getting to know people and demonstrate that I care about them, not just while they're in these four walls from nine to five. So really taking that holistic approach to understanding your employees, their strengths, their areas to grow, what's important to them, what motivates them. As you kind of learn all about their life, it can help you to better help them Indeed. continue to succeed. Indeed. Good call up. Kale, as we wrap up here, what advice would you have for somebody, whether they are, Maybe coming out of high school and thinking, I want to start my own business. Maybe I'm going to go to a four-year university or two-year school. I might be mid-career and I'm ready to, to make a pivot. I need to make a change. What advice would you give them around the importance of developing the skills that we talked about today? Developing those skills will help you when you're faced with a stressful situation, when you're faced with roadblocks. Um, it will allow you to have some conversations and it will give you confidence to have those conversations, um, whether that's negotiating salaries, whether it's negotiating promotion, it will open up so many avenues. And it's something that you have to continuously work on and you have to be very, you have to be self-critical of yourself. Am I doing the best I can to create a solution on my creating a problem. And that goes back to the growth or the fixed mindset. And so that's what I would tell individuals, work on it. Uh, I think so often we assume that just because we communicate or we have conversations that we're a great communicator or orator. I look at it as how can I be better receiving criticism or receiving clarity as the same way that I'm I'm good at giving it. Because it's, it's, it's I'm always about analogies and I'll go to a restaurant because I love to eat, which is probably a problem I'm working on, but <laughs> I, I um, we are sometimes so quick to give negative feedback. That's what did not work, but also be comfortable giving feedback of something that's positive. And you, you alluded to this earlier, Scott, of that it, it really costs nothing to be kind. And so don't make assumptions, remove as much as your emotions and continue to practice and, and working on yourself. And you will deal with conflict and communication will help you with the conflict resolution piece and dream big, dream big. I mean, I'm a kid from rural North Carolina and if someone would have told me that I would be in some of the spaces I'm in, I would have laughed. 
but it's communication, it's persistence, having the right mentors and the right advocates and communication is needed to communicate to those advocates and those mentors because it's very rare that a mentor advocate will come to you and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to be your mentor. You have to go out and seek and ask and be comfortable being vulnerable in communication as well. Such great perspectives there. And I've seen the benefit personally from communication skills in my career, my success. Never would I have thought that I would be in the position that I am today, leading a global communication skills training organization, growing up in the Rust Belt of Ohio and going on to school to be a high school civics teacher and then leveraging these skills to make a career change and then using them to, to continue to grow and advance my career. So I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it with so many people. You're an excellent example of that as well. But this, this concept of that you hit on is, it's a great perspective because most people don't think about it this way, is that the communication skills are going to help you through the tough times. A lot of times people think about communication skills when they're giving a big presentation or a speech or they're closing a deal. But when you get into a situation where maybe you have a challenging coworker or a hostile negative leader, whatever it is, you're, you're, you've fallen on hard times in your career and your life. These communication skills really can help you to pull through. So if you focus on building that self-awareness and understanding how am I impacting, what role do I play in these things? You touched on this before, seeking out feedback. What, what can I do to be better? Whether it is getting that feedback just from watching your interactions or tangibly asking somebody, what can I do better? And then that ties into the last thing you mentioned, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to ask for help. I think before that, you need to be willing to acknowledge that you need it and everyone needs it. I'm continuing every day to learn and try to grow these skills as I'm sure you are, right? It's a, it's never a finished project. You're always going to have ways you can improve it, make it better. Or as we've realized over the past several years, things can change in an instant. So the skills that maybe were really important in the workplace three years ago, those have changed a little bit and new skills are important. How can I effectively operate and communicate now in a virtual environment where I'm not seeing my people every single day because my company just went remote for the foreseeable future. Right. How do I interact with clients? How do I maintain relationships with friends and family members that I can't, I couldn't see and give a hug for, for years or things like that. So being where the things will change is you need to continuously be growing with the skills. Definitely. Um, one thing I like to add is I said something earlier about giving people their their roses while they're alive. I want to say to you, Scott, I'm so proud of you, man. Like I've followed you and just like your growth and what you were doing now. And so I'm just looking forward just to like what's next and like the continued growth, man, because you are just such a role model. I remember like when we met and like that first role and just to see, because when I heard it was like, a teacher is coming into this role, <laughs> but that success was about communication to be able to transition that skill 
which has allowed you to continue to be successful. And a lot of that is, you know, those inner innate abilities that you have. But I just wanted to say, man, I am so proud of, man, watching you on LinkedIn and watching so many places. Mm-hmm. I've called you a couple of times. Hey, do you know about this? Or do you know about this? And I appreciate you picking up that phone and always being amenable and just, just, just excited to be here and just to have this conversation with you today. Well, thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. And that feeling is mutual. I just remember meeting you years and years ago. We're not going to say how long ago, but <laughs> being new to you know a sales business development type of role and quite honestly, having no idea what I was doing. So having folks like you that I could go to that I could learn from, even though I think we were in different roles at the time, still being able to just learn about the business and what was going on and watching your career develop. I feel like every time I turn around, I'm seeing you on the news, talking to a different dignitary or important person. So it's just so exciting to see and great catching up. KL, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you all the best. Thank you, sir. You as well. Take care. A special thanks again to my guest, Dr. KL Allen. He made such a great point when he said that you can't truly listen to someone if you are already formulating your response while they are still speaking. When you're in a conversation, try to set your viewpoint aside and listen as if you may be wrong. It will change your conversations for the better. If you are looking to improve your communication skills, be sure to subscribe to Communicast so that you can continue to learn from my guests with each new episode. And if you found value in the show, leaving us a rating or review will be appreciated. Thanks and have a great day.